The Radio Fam Podcast. TheRadioFam.com. Radio Fam. Um, I think, uh, you know, I to be perfectly honest, I didn't go back and listen to the intro um, from last week's episode because I recorded it a couple weeks ago. <laughs> um, and I think that I talked about us starting the Breaking the Ceiling series this week. Um, it's actually going to start next week. So this um, week, though, we do also have something a little different. This week I have BJ the Web Guy with me. He is uh, the host of the Unrefined podcast, um, and they are very big on TikTok, but he's all over social media. Um, you can find him on social media also as BJ the Web Guy, and he's got the link tree in there, and you'll be able to find all that. Um, but that is what stood out to him. Uh, not only his name, first of all, so I was like, this guy has got to know digital. Um, and then, you know, growing his TikTok, or their TikTok, I should say, because he does have a co-host, and using that to then boost the numbers in the podcast. And it's crazy. And just the way he talks about it is exactly um, like the way you should be looking at your podcast or really anything, any content creation in, in your radio show. Um, so I just feel like he gave like really good perspective on that. Um, he was also interviewed a couple weeks ago um, by Spreaker, and I'm going to link the YouTube video um, to that in the description of this podcast because um, I think it's w- uh, worth watching, especially if you are, you know, wanting to use TikTok specifically or just like, you know, want perspective on you know, using digital or social media to grow your uh, brand because some people still fight that. So I recommend watching it. This is also um, the, the our uh, since this one is a little more informational rather than just kind of you know. I mean, I, he tells his story and everything, but um, this time you know we had just a great conversation going that I didn't want to cut out a ton of the stuff. So I kind of so I'm trying a one part two part sort of thing, and I'm going to be releasing the second half. Uh, tonight at either it's either going to be 10 mountain standard time or midnight I really haven't decided that part yet so um, like I said I didn't I didn't want to put it all together and have an hour be intimidating for people and to not listen Uh, you know so basically if you're just like man I'm really getting a lot from this and uh, enjoying learning about digital because again a lot of us need to do that then you will have a second part to enjoy later on um so yeah, so we're gonna try that out and see how that goes this week, and then next week we'll start with the uh, breaking the ceiling series. Thank you so much, BJ the Web Guy, for coming on the Radio Fam podcast. First and foremost, like I don't know if I necessarily like ever like truly really fell in love with radio, and I know like there's probably a lot of radio people listening, being like, "What? Like what are you talking about?" Mm-hmm. Um, I mostly fell in love with content creation, sure, and I found like an interesting area to do that within radio and everything because it really just it kind of started out for me in high school like my friends and I messing around like making like little movies and things like that so we like would make movies for film class and stuff and it was always a lot of fun and our classmates always found them to be um really entertaining and they liked them and they laughed at them so it was like they're, they're just like really 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 dumb but they made people laugh and they were really entertaining at the time but it was like that was like the start for me Mm-hmm. And then I thought when I was in college that I wanted to be a journalist, like specifically, I wanted to be a sports writer because I okay. like sports. I really do. I enjoy sports. Um, and then I just was like hearing from all the people that were in that business, like writing, whether it was like regular writing or something like that, or journalism, they were like, you have to be prepared to kind of like write for free for a while while your name gets out there and you also have to be prepared to like freelance and like kind of live in poverty and I was like I don't think that sounds very appealing so (laughs) I need to figure out a new way to go about this 
uh, this life of mine. Um, and I just kind of like stumbled into uh, broadcast journalism. And I was like, well, this is fun. And I love music. And well, maybe I can like, you know, kind of figure out the writing thing while I play music on the radio or something like that. So uh, it was like, I think it was like the day after I graduated college, I got a call from the radio station here in Albany. They wanted me to come in. Um, I had sent them a demo and everything. And they like pretty, they hired me on the spot to do uh, a weekday overnights or weekend or weekend overnights. Oh, oh, so you weren't um, even interning or anything there? No, no, I had, didn't. Cool. No, they just were like, hey, yeah, you want to do weekend overnights? Go for it. This is great. And so I started doing weekend overnights, uh, voice track, not live. The live would have been, that would have been crazy. That would have been some insane hours. Um, <laughs> so that was like where I got my foot in the door. Um, and then they bumped me up to doing um, weekday overnights. And then the local producer for um, the free beer and hot wing show. I don't know if you know that show, but oh, yeah. uh, they're uh, a nationally syndicated show. The, 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 uh, he was promoted to something else in the company. And they asked me if I'd be interested in coming in to do it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I was like, you know, I was like 21 years old or something like that. So I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like I'll do that. Yeah. So that became, that became my life for the next like six years. I was going into doing like morning show producing. And it wasn't just like, running the board for that show. It was also doing like local updates and everything. And I kind of took that role and elevated it and probably made it a little bit harder for the next person who came in. Cause I started like writing, I started writing sports updates and doing stuff like that on the air to kind of like add content to the show and became almost like this weird local hybrid member of the show. Sure. And a few of the times they actually had me call into their show and be a part of it and things like that. Um, and then my radio company that I was at at the time was just a local company uh, called Regent Communications. Um, they got bought in, I think it was like 2010 or 11. I think it was one of, it was either late 2010 or 11. They got bought by Town Square Media. And that kind of like transformed my career completely because Town Square is a very digital first company. Um, and that was like right where I was fitting in because I was going out and I was going to concerts and then I was writing review for like a little stupid blog that I had started for myself that I would like share on the radio station Facebook page. Um, I was reviewing albums and stuff like when bands would send us like new albums or we'd get them in the mail and things like that. And because um, and then this company comes in and buys us and they say, well, we want you to produce the content on the website. Cause I mean, prior to that, like as far as radio station websites went as, as in my experience, it was just like contesting and ads. And, you know, it was like, why is anybody coming to this website? Like, there's no point to it. Um, they look like shit too. <laughs> yeah. They were just like, you know, it was like flash this flash that like, um, you know, it was just like, it, it wasn't very good. And so this company comes in and they say, well, we want you guys, the on-air talent, we want you guys to come up with the digital content that's on the website. And I was like, well, hell yeah, like that sounds amazing. Um, so, you know, they, they were like, we want you to do articles, like kind of just like interject yourself and your personality into the posts and everything like that. And that's where I kind of saw that um, if you are on the air and everything, like that's great, but if you can become a digital presence like you can go so much further and you can reach so many more people. Um, and that's what really, that's really like where I kind of switched over from trying to perfect the 
radio element to trying to perfect the digital element to work in tune with the radio element for me. Okay. Um, and that led me down the path to becoming um, a digital managing editor for uh, the company, um, which I did that, which is why I ended up uh, moving out to Massachusetts. And I was there for a year as a group of radio stations there. Um, I was their digital managing editor trying to, you know, uh, work with them and transform their, you know, products into like digital content and stuff like that too. And it's just, it's funny how things work because like, then I moved back here, I end up working and the digital role, I, I, I took a position with, um, with iHeart radio and I start working in Albany again. And I did that for like the last, uh, I did that for, from 2015 to 2020 in the pandemic. Um, and that was, a uh, it was, it was interesting because they were, uh, trying to do similar things, um, to what town square was doing. They wanted jocks to be writing content they wanted them to have these blogs and stuff on the websites and everything like that. Um, but the problem was, is like, they didn't really have anybody like properly training them on like how to write the content and how to put it out there. Because I thought I found at least for me working in iHeart, a lot of the people that were put into the digital role, like I was, they were mostly being like fed sales information, like make an ad, do this ad, like do this, do that, all this other stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, um, I kind of went in there and I said, no, let me sit down with all of these on-air guys and I, I, let's transform their content into something that is like super digestible. And what's really great about doing that is that you really get to sit with these guys and you get to learn like who they are by like how they write. Because I think a radio personality is one thing because a lot of the times I find with radio personalities, it's not really who you are. And mm -hmm. I don't mean that as a slight against anybody who's been doing radio a long time. Mm -hmm. um, but I find that a lot of it is, is fake. And for me, I've always just tried to be myself mm -hmm. and it's gotten me in trouble a couple of times um, yeah. because I like, I don't want to, I don't want to like bullshit anybody. I don't yeah. want to make them think that I'm something that I'm not. And I remember one time when I was doing the uh, sports update, when I was on the rock station here in Albany, um, I said something along the lines of something about something really negative about the Boston Red Sox because I'm in New York <laughs> and somebody sent an email like immediately to the program director and was like, I am never listening to your station again. He was so rude to the Boston Red Sox and everything like that. And he was like, hey, man, like, I think you need to be a little bit more neutral when you're talking about these things and whatnot. And I was like, I didn't want to be neutral, like, you know, like, so it's just like one of those things where I don't want to be dishonest with mm -hmm. the audience in any way, shape or form. Um, so that was, that's, what's really cool about getting to work with people on, uh, on a digital level. They were writing their, their blogs and then you were working with them, like the person. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So essentially like being like an editor, I was like their mm -hmm. editor, like they, I would, yeah, um, they would come to me with ideas and I would help them brainstorm to kind of like turn it into something like they mold it and shape it and things like that. Yeah. Well, is Help that them. tough? Because like, like for me personally, I hate writing. I'm not good at it. Like yeah. I, it's so hard, but like I'm very bullet pointed. So like, yeah. are there people like that? Like a lot of people like that? Yeah. Oh, tons of people like that. Uh -huh. Um, I have actually, <laughs> I'm going to get killed for saying it. I, I find that radio people can sometimes be the most uncreative people on the planet, but I think it's because of the way that they've been programmed. Yes. Um, you know, they're programmed to talk for 10 to 15 seconds. So when you then sit down with somebody and say, okay, I need you to write something that's two to 300 words. Like, they're like, what do I do? Like, that's, 
they'll always be like, well, how do we do this? And I was like, listen, like I can tell you from experience, it's very easy to get a lot of information into 15 seconds, you know, like that's Mm -hmm. just like how radio people have always been trained and everything. Um, So for me coming at it as this BJ, the web guy now that I'm known as and everything, um, it was like, how do I take something that they talked about for, you know, I don't know, like a minute on the air and take that and turn it into like a really compelling piece of digital content and everything like that. Um, and I have to tell you, like at my time working with the local jocks in the Albany market at iHeartRadio uh, is some of the, the, the best experiences that I had because these guys were like so eager to learn and they were so eager to like, they wanted to do it right. And they wanted to do a really good job and they wanted their stuff to look good and everything. And when you have a group of people that is really passionate about that, it makes it really, it makes my, it made my job easier, you know, hundred percent. So, you know, it was really nice, you know, figuring out like what their personality was. Cause I would always tell them, I was like, well, if you write about what you are interested in, there's a good chance your audience is going to be interested in that because they're listening to you. So, you know, you probably have common interests, you know? Mm-hmm. So anytime that you can, you know, be yourself, I think that is like the best possible way to go about creating content and everything. Um, so that was like, that was really good. Um, and then the pandemic came and I heart said, no, thank you. I don't want you here anymore. <laughs> and I have like, no, I have no hard feelings about that too, because it wasn't just me that got let go or anything, but I'm actually, I'm back at town square media now. Um, I I'm their digital managing editor there. Um, and I'm working with another great group of people who are just like every single day, just like crush it as far as digital content goes. So not only I've been hearing doing, good stuff about town yeah. square and digital. So it's, I good to hear you say that too. It's, it's, it's a really, I, I think it's probably one of the better radio companies to work for, um, provided you're not one of the older radio people that is stuck in their ways. Sure. Um, you know, if you are an older radio person, you're stuck in your ways. Uh, you don't want to grow anymore as far as um, radio goes as an industry, then I would suggest not working for Town Square Media because um, personally for me, like I would find no value in that. Like sure. I would find no value in you as an on-air personality, um, not being able to also connect with a digital audience. I mean, we're in 2022 at this point, you and me are talking on zoom. If you can't figure out a way to connect to your audience via, uh, Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or TikTok or something like that, you're out of the loop. Like you're totally out of the loop. And that's what I think like my company has done a really good job of is like not forgetting that the radio product exists. They want good personalities in there, but they also want to make sure that they're like doing a really good job of uh, creating the on-air content or the uh, the digital content to go along with the on-air content. Um, And if you can get them to pair up really well, it's just, it's just good. It falls under, I think the whole brand thing. Well, and like, you're like a perfect example too, of somebody who has like, grown a brand specifically like online, like, and, and it's because of the reaches I, I want to say, I don't, I hate to say endless, but the reach is kind of endless when you think about a digital thing. Cause like, I know for me, like when I do my podcast, like my podcast gets picked up all over the world. Like I've got listeners in India and England and stuff like that. Like I wouldn't have that on terrestrial radio, like no matter what, if it's a syndicated radio show, that's great. But like my podcast is able to be heard worldwide. Mm. And I think that that I, I have 
I have more benefit out of that than I do like having a syndicated radio show at this point. Like, I think that's why so many people have kind of gravitated towards podcasting because it does increase your ability to reach more people at the company I'm at now is just Mm -hmm. like, you know, they kind of like see the future and they see where it's going and they give you like the tools to succeed and they prepare you for it so that, you know, you're kind of like not left trying to figure out how you pick up the pieces, but instead you're planning on how to do it ahead of time before it actually happens, you know? Now is the main stuff you're, so you said you're managing kind of a few, so is it still like writing based or just like even further than that, like video? Uh, Well, so for, for me, the the day-to-day job is I'm the digital managing editor. I'm the, and the assistant director of content for town square media in Albany, New York. Um, I don't have, I don't write anything personally anymore for their websites. I help manage it. I help to help program basically, uh, what they're doing. And I work with the on-air talent, like every, every day on a Mm -hmm. one-on-one basis, uh, to try and figure out how to help them with their talent, how to take something that they're doing and not only optimize it for search engines, but also optimize it for social media engagement and how they can, you know, get the most mileage out of a piece of content that they're working on. Um, so like day to day, that's what I'm doing is trying to figure out how to bring local page views to these radio station websites here in Albany. And uh, do you feel that it's, it's worked for some of these people? Cause I know that there's also in that type of role that there's that, um, that it also depends on the client that you're working with. So like, you know, they can have the talent or whatever, but if they don't have the passion or the drive to put behind Mm -hmm. it, sometimes you can only hold their hand part way. Like what's kind of the percentage of people that like actually like listen to what you're saying and go, okay. And and get it. Yeah, no, uh, the group of people that I'm working with, like totally, like they get it. I've, so I've been there since November, um, of 2021 and they, um, they, they've just like really come into it and they really just, they, they already had a passion for it. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, my, my, my boss will always tell me his name is Maddie Jeff. He's the brand manager and the a director of content uh, for WGNA and the whole Albany cluster okay. and everything. And he'll, t- he tells me every day, he's like, since we brought you on, like everybody's like positivity is just like up, like their engagement is up. Their like drive is up. Like there's just like some sort of like thing that you have brought to the table to where they are now like pa- like passionate about wanting to get it done and wanting to do it right because he was, there was like frustration beforehand and everything. But he's like, now that we've kind of got like a digital leader here, it make they 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 want to do it more because they want to make sure that they're successful and it helps to have that mind in the building to help them get to where they want to get, you know. Um, and I think that that's true a lot of the times. Like, um, I think that if you're a radio station and you are trying to do things digitally and you're not putting it in the hands of somebody who understands digital, you're, you're, you're going to fail. It's going to fail. Um, and that is like a hard pill for so many people to swallow. And I think like a lot of the time somebody looks at it as, well, anybody could do that. Anybody can tell me how to do this and how to do that, but there's that, well, then why is, are some people so bad at it? You know, excitement that you're talking about bringing into the building. I imagine Mm -hmm. that in the little bit that I'm talking to you, that you're presenting it to to them in a way that they can actually understand. So that's why it's exciting. I think when it, when it comes to like the stuff that I do with radio is I try to make it as like fun as possible. Cause I know like sometimes it, sometimes it can not be fun. And I know for like the longest time, at least for me, when it came to pairing like the digital and on-air side, it was seen as, all right, well, I got to do this and I got to get my digital out of the way, you know, like it's like going down a checklist or something like that. 
and to an, uh, to an effect, I mean, that it, it hasn't changed that much, but now I think there's more of a need to make sure that that product is a successful product. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it is something that people are going to want to consume because like, I guess it, it, like w- what I always used to tell people when they were like, like, oh, I didn't have time to write today. And I was like, if you walked into the studio and you told the brand manager or the program director, I don't have time to do my, my tracking today, or I skipped two breaks because I just didn't have time. They'd be like, what are you talking about? Like, you can't do that. You know, it's all part of the job now. Like, we're not just like the, the way that radio is now, we're, we're not just on air personalities anymore. Like we are full on like content creators yep. and like the most successful people in radio now will not only be able to have a great on air show, they'll also have a great element of digital presence too, whether that's like a YouTube channel, a successful TikTok page, a great Instagram account. Like, you know, those things pair really well together and you have to make them work together in order to be successful in radio. Like, it's just, that's just the way of the world now. So before starting the unrefined podcast now, like, did you have experience before? Like, was there any other ones that you had played with before? Like, what was your podcasting experience before that? Or was this it? Well, so I, um, I had, uh, dabbled in podcasting, uh, when I had gotten, I got out of radio for about a year in 2000 and, uh, 2014 and my friend, had said, I want to start doing a podcast. He's like, would you, do you want to do it with me? And I was like, yeah, yeah, let's, let's go. Let's do it. And so we started doing a, a podcast called the geek show with my friend, Rich and I, and we were, you know, we would do it in his, like, he had like a basement studio. Um, I would go over to his house and we just record it. And we just talk for like an hour or so about like whatever was going on in the world of geek stuff, star Wars, comic books, like whatever. Um, and it was a lot of fun. And it was, and that was like really my first like forte into podcasting. Um, and then, um, there, an initiative came down when I was at iHeart that they wanted to increase, um, streaming and app listens and stuff like that. And all of that stuff came from podcasts and audio that was specifically uploaded for streaming. And I was like, well, I was like, how can I like, how can I help with that? You know? So I said, well, I'll just, I'm going to start a podcast. So my, um, my friend, Matt, who was working with me in the digital department there as the graphic designer. Um, I said, let's do a podcast. Like once a week, we'll just go in for, you know, 30 minutes to 45 minutes or whatever. And we'll just talk about whatever comes to our mind and then we'll put it up online and, you know, we'll see what happens with it and everything like that. And it just became one of those things that like other digital people in the company started to like, listen to it. And they like, were looking forward to hearing it. And it grew from like us just like going in and talking about whatever to like, now we're having guests come on to the show and all this other stuff. And it was like, just like a really like nice, rewarding experience. And like, you know, people in the building were like, well, can I come on to the show? Can I come on to your podcast and everything like that? And we were just like, this is such a silly thing, but like, it became like such like a fun thing for us to do that we were like, this is great. Um, And then, uh, and then, well, and then once we all like got sent home and had to work from home from the pandemic, we hadn't really figured anything out with that. The, that podcast kind of just died on me. It was called from the web department. I mean, mm-hmm. you can still listen to episodes of it. It's out there and everything. Oh, I think we got to like a hundred episodes or something or a little bit more than a hundred episodes and everything, oh, nice. but it was a lot of fun. It was, it was a really, really fun show to do with him. And he's still one of my really good friends. Um, and so that was my next big podcasting thing. And then after that, 
uh, I was like, I kind of want to do something else and I wanted to figure out what I could do. So my brother and I started a Star Wars podcast. And so him and I would just do that either from the radio station or then it became we were doing it from um, our houses. Like we're just going back and forth um, recording on either uh, Zoom or Skype. And we would do that for a while. Um, And that's another one that just kind of like ended up like we just like we just didn't want to do it anymore. And I think that's what happens a lot of the time with podcasting. Then I started the Unrefined podcast uh, with my friend Mitra. And at first, like that podcast was just the, the way I had envisioned it was I had never done a show. Uh, I had never done a two person show with a female. And I was like, I kind of want to have like a, like a morning show dynamic to it. You know what I mean? Love that. And I said, let's do this and let's just kind (laughs) of like figure out trending topics and stuff like that. And we'll just give our commentary and what on it, you know, um, I had a radio person too. Oh, no, she's not at all. Like she is somebody that I met on TikTok. And we had this whole friend group and we were all creating content together. And then the two of us kind of decided to go off on our own and do this podcast um, just because like our personalities were kind of like in sync. And we were like, let's like figure out how we can like capitalize on this and like try and do something fun. You know, so we we did that for a few episodes. And then like a story came out about um, the Pentagon releasing papers about declassified UFO information. And so like in my like show prep or whatever, when I was trying to find like trending topics, I saw that. And so we ended up talking about it for a whole show. And then all of a sudden I saw my podcast lessons go like way up. I was like, whoa, I was like, what the, it was, it was the UFO thing. Uh Uh, So then that's when she said to me, she goes, let's just talk about weird stuff. Like, let's talk about weird things and let's see what happens. And it's just like gotten crazy. We started uh, talking about like, uh, conspiracies and the paranormal and all this other crazy stuff that I've always like semi liked. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I grew to like really, really like it when we started to get into it. I've made a lot of really cool connections, like in this world now that yeah. I talk to like on a daily basis and everything. And it's just funny to see, like when you can get yourself into like a niche and like see it grow. Then we started our TikTok page. And the TikTok page like exploded. We and like literally all we were doing was uploading clips of the show. Um, and we were like making like little like 30 second videos that would like kind of like in a 30 second format, which is where my radio experience came into play. Uh-huh. And I think that's why a lot of like younger radio people are really good at TikTok because of the short form. And yes. that's what you're like I said, like that's what you're trained on, right? To 15 to 30 seconds, get your content out there. And that platform is perfect for it. But we started the TikTok page and it's just like, it went crazy. Like we, like we, we kind of stalled out. I don't know. TikTok kind of like slapped us a little bit and like killed our momentum. It was just crazy because like we had a couple of videos that all of a sudden, like we're getting to like a million views and we're like, this is insane. And then our like, all of a sudden, like we had so many more listens and we were getting, it was just like a insane, like high for like, for a little while there. Um, and then our growth just like completely, totally like fell off and plateaued. We got to like 55,000, uh, followers and then we didn't grow again. And then like, for some reason, TikTok just totally, we're like, we're not showing your videos to anybody anymore. And either listen, you're going to have these, uh, TikTok is going to, uh, give you a reward and then it is going to take it away. And you like, cannot get frustrated about that because I think that's like the hardest thing is like getting frustrated with TikTok and like, you'll see videos all the time of people like 
poking fun at the algorithm or blaming the algorithm for like not showing their content and stuff like that. And I was like, TikTok is just like any other business. Like they're out there to make money and uh, they can't show everybody's video to everyone all the time. There's like a select few accounts that get that. And it's because those accounts make them insane amounts of money. Like that's just how it goes. That's why Facebook wants you to boost posts and, you know, Instagram wants you to do the same thing because they want to make money. Like who doesn't want to make money? Right. And I think that goes to good, that what you were saying in just Spreaker is, you know, that about being consistent and just still mm-hmm. putting out content. And yeah. that's a lot of it is, is uh, you know, getting lucky. And a, a common thing is, oh my God, I put it so much time into this video and it didn't get any views, but this simple fucking thing that I barely, you yep. know, tried, got all the stuff. Literally, you just have to try stuff. And I think it's, that's with all social media. That's with radio. And it's funny with TikTok too, because like I didn't even really, honestly, like I, I didn't even really pay attention to the TikTok app until like, I think it was until, until literally like coronavirus hit everybody, right? Like coronavirus hits everybody. And then I was like at home and I was like, well, what am I doing and everything? So I was like, I'll look at this TikTok thing. So I started my personal TikTok page and just started doing them like crazy. And then it like became like, I was like entertaining, like my family with those videos. And then like, all of a sudden they start taking off more. And now I've got like, uh, like I, like, I remember like getting really excited when like a thousand people followed me on TikTok. I was like, this is nuts. Like what is going on right now? A thousand people like this stupid, stupid content that I'm creating. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, but like I, I, um, I did it really because everybody in the building I was in at the time at the, the radio station at iHeart was kind of like making fun of TikTok and saying how stupid it was. And I was like, no, like this could be a great tool. And I almost did it as a way just to like show them that it can be done. Like that's, that's literally, that was my reasoning for doing it. I was like, I want to show these dummies that like anybody can go on TikTok. And as long as you are, um, I guess, as long as you're, you're not like just completely and totally boring, I guess that you can go out there and you can make like a successful TikTok page. As long as like, I guess you just have to be a little bit funny, but that's like the thing that I have found again, I'll say it and I'll get like, whatever, if anybody gets mad at me, sometimes radio people just aren't funny. Like they're not like, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's a painful pill for them to have to swallow. And I think that that's really tough. Like there's a select few, if you have the right person doing it, then, then they're going to they're going to blow up. Like they're going to do it really well. I can't tell you how many times, like, uh, somebody has either come into my office or they've sent me like uh, a message on Twitter or Instagram or something. and been like, how do I do this? Like, how can I create a funny TikTok? And I was like, honestly, I don't know. Half of the stupid things that I've done on TikTok come to me when I'm like sitting on the couch watching television. And I was like, oh, that would be a good thing to do. Um, because I think some of the funniest content out there is when somebody can take like a trending audio and turn it into like a meme, like, and that's what yes, it is. It's essentially it, memes, you know, that's exactly what I've said. It's like, it's bringing yeah. memes to life. I remember thinking to myself, like, I was like, if I'm going to do TikTok, like if I'm going to be on TikTok, I was like, I'm not doing dances. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to do these weird trends. Like I'm going to go on there and like, essentially like just like kind of like make a fool of myself and an attempt to like entertain people and just say like weird stupid things and whatnot and like that's just like what i said that's just what i did and it like worked out for me anyway shop radio fam apparel home studio decor radio gifts and more at the radiofam.com